Come on. Beautiful. No, no, you, no, 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 no. If you do one more, then it will confuse the whole thing. No, 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 seriously, don't. Now there's two peaks. Sorry, everyone who had to listen to both those claps and see two peaks in the audio. It's fine. So we wanted to start this off by talking about what happened to get us here. Mm-hmm. Not the whole story, just kind of like some of the good tidbits of back in the day when Johnny... What? What was I doing back in the day? I don't know. I don't quite actually know how to describe what you were doing back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a whole... It's a very fruitful and colorful story. So why don't I start? Yeah. Way back in the day, we had a camcorder and our parents were just totally fine letting us five kids like use it all the time. And so we did. And they would buy us tapes, presumably. There were always, there was always blank tapes around. And we would go film everything. We'd always go, we'd just film everything. And then we would eventually start making movies. And so thus started the saga of just having my hands on a camera for hours. You also had access to a computer and what were you editing on? No. Well, so to begin with, (laughs) to begin with, it wasn't even editing. It was, it was, it was like the start and stop. Yeah. Like we would like, if you wanted someone to disappear off screen, you would like set the camera down, have them step in front of the camera and then you'd be like, okay, get out of it. And you'd stop it. And then you would have them move away and then you'd press record again. And if you didn't get it right, like too bad, like when you were playing it back, there was no editing. I do remember at one point I actually started plugging my camera into like a VCR and recording what was on the camera onto like a VHS tape. And in that way I could press start and stop and, and choose the sections I actually wanted to record onto that VHS. And that was like my first exposure to editing. Yeah, that's amazing. I definitely did like the start and stop uh, for like school projects. I I remember doing quite a bit of that, but I don't know that I ever got into the VCR tricks. I think yeah. by the time that I was really doing video again, I was a preteen and we had access to some totally. software. And so. that was, there was a definitely a moment for me when it went from like just messing around with the camcorder to like, oh, you can edit and make products. And honestly, what that was, the the second big thing I attribute this all to is um, at my middle school, there was a a program called Watching Ashland Middle School, WAMS is what it was called. It was like the, um, what's that called? Like every school has. Yeah, like video production class. Yeah, and you do like a morning. Yeah, like a morning show. Mm -hmm. And, but then there there was like a class. Yeah, it was like broadcast at the middle school. But there must have been some like funding. There must have been some grant because we had access to like a bunch of nice camcorders. And there was this guy whose real name was Rick Shaw. Rick Shaw. That's literally his name. I'm not kidding. No, Rick space Shaw. Oh, Rick Shaw. No, no, no. It's not like rickshaw, like a the vehicle. It's like rickshaw. Oh. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so rickshaw was my WAMS teacher, and the guy was so passionate about it. And, like, he gave us cameras and tripods and um, that, and, and he gave us access to iMovie on these yeah. big Macintoshes. That's amazing. Yeah, so. I have a question for you about that time. How seriously were you taking yourself? Yeah, I don't know, because... I look back on it now and it's all one big joke, but like, I don't I'm, think it was though. But at that time, I, I kind of think it was half joke, half serious. 
there was one movie we made called Mafia's Love, and it was this very dramatic movie about. I mean, that that title. My little brother, who was like nine or ten, was like the star, and he was wearing like this suit, and he had like a gun, and he was like a mafioso. And there was all of these really dramatic. He was like ten or nine, and there was. Imagine Henry with a gun and a suit. Yeah, it's terrible. So terrible. Um, but there was this scene where while I was editing it, I, (laughs) I literally got like emotional, because he. It's like after like twenty minutes, (laughs) it's like actually after twenty minutes of this scene, like he gets shot. Yeah. And he and he ends up like falling to the ground and the, and there's like this really dramatic Lord of the Rings choir music and he's like suffering. So at this point <laughs> but no I mean so, it's so funny. It is funny but at this point it. video making to you was it was serious. It started to become serious. Which it just for me it's just interesting. I mean video making for me was not serious until to we were married. Yeah. You know, until 8 years ago. So for you this was something it was always something I enjoyed, um, but I don't think I even had the capacity to let myself dream of something that outlandish, yeah. like the idea of being a filmmaker. That was no zero yeah. possibility. Because what was your that. like middle school, high school, I guess early college experience with video, like music videos, well, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there were some music videos. Thank That's you. That's what I've seen for throwing me under the bus with those. Um, well. To compare to yours, we did not have access to a camcorder like that. My, we always had one, um, but it was, I think, more tri- like typical, like yeah. where my dad would take it out. Pull it out for Christmas or it something. It wasn't like we weren't allowed to touch it. I do think that you had more access, but I also think you had more curiosity at that point. Yeah. Um, by the time that I was in middle school, one of my friends, her name was Chrissy, she grew up like you, computers stuff to edit on, tons of cameras, like film cameras, like lots of access to really cool gear. And that was the first time that I had really seen that. I mean, we had just like one computer and my dad was like working on his thesis at the time. And it was in our kitchen. And like our kitchen was so tiny. There was like no room. It was always occupied by him. Like it just was a funny, it's so funny to think about because now we just have them on our laps. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. So, um, you know, Long story short, that wasn't accessible. Once we started hanging out a lot, Chrissy and I and three other girls, we became the Springers Mm. naturally. And What um, (laughs) What does that mean? What is the Springers? And we started basically finding and printing old Jerry Springer scripts, (laughs) which you could find on the internet. So you could could print these off and then we would reenact them. And I was Izzy Springer. Jerry host, Springer, you were yeah, Jerry. and we would do kind of like a more comedic riff on it, I guess. Um, but was there editing? Was there like oh, yeah. multiple takes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these were. I, these I would were, pay large sums of money to get my hands on those edits. Are they didn't all get edited? Some of them are somewhere on, on a tape. some tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, some eight high yeah. eight tape yeah we did like my 800 pound baby or something and <laughs> is, is that a real Jerry Springer thing it was some we always like made it more extreme yeah. you know and so I know the girls had just like pillows stuffed wherever you could stuff a pillow I don't know at, at, that was the first time that I felt like this is a really really fun thing to do and my eyes were open to like oh this could this 
you can do anything. Yeah. This is a fun medium. Medium and hobby. Yeah. Um, by the time that I was in high school, it was just like silly, stupid high school videos. And then in college was where the music videos came in. Those were edited. At that point, I was editing on iMovie. Yeah. I think, or Windows Media Maker or Windows Movie Maker is what You're you right. told it me. Was yeah. Windows Movie Maker because you didn't have an yeah. iMac. You're sorry. Right. Sorry. My memory of her life. No, is I appreciate it. that because I actually had like a Toshiba or something. Yeah. Yeah. You had a um, Dell. We would make these. Uh, <laughs> music videos to like Bootylicious, but also to like some Hercules songs, uh, all yeah, of the we classics. Gotta get, we got to get our but hands on But I have to say they were really fun. And yeah. the editing, I would laugh like to, I haven't watched them in years. I'm sure I would watch them and just be like, oh my gosh, this is not mm. editing. But at the time that laid a groundwork for me to be able to understand Premiere um, yeah. in the way that I did when we started. Yeah, see, that's my whole take on this. It's like, yeah, you were doing Bootylicious and I was doing like Mafia's Love. <laughs> it wasn't. But it was... Bootylicious is a really odd example of what mm, we were doing. Okay, but I remember while watching those. It was more those... like, you can't hurry the... No, you just what do day it. she no. might be... No, it's Johnny. Mm-mm. Not it's on the a podcast. game of give and... T- <clears throat> what gave you the idea that we should be singing? Well, you were here. singing. So, um... So when I watched those actually a few years ago when we were like engaged, I remember thinking like what this is, is you looking at a thing like that you want to do, which is like make a music video and seeing it as a puzzle. This is like, oh, how how do I make the voice sync up with the take that we did? Because yeah. that's not easy. Or even with the sound tap track of the song. Because totally. that's what we used. And yeah. so it was always having the music on and having the lips. But then having to sync it after. And like those yeah. little puzzles, as trivial as, trivial as like the end product was. They're real puzzles. They're real puzzles. you have to do forever. Forever. Yeah. You're always yeah. trying to be like, how do I Which do this I thing? Love. That stuff, I swear, is like that's the foundation yeah. of problem solving that no matter what you're making filmmaking and editing is always a series of i have this vision of this thing i want to do but i don't know how to do it i'm gonna like tinker yeah and if you're tinkering when you're in middle school and high school like that to me is the the groundwork even though that work is so silly to me yeah i also find it interesting because that was the puzzle that like appealed to me it like it got me in a way that all the other puzzles that had been presented to me the creative puzzles like didn't yeah but it's interesting to think like most everyone has their puzzle, whether whether it's like coding or photography or painting mm-hmm. or cooking. There's something that like, for me, video, I was hooked. I think when it turned from we're just playing around to, whoa, let's like professionalize was when in um, 2011, we'd been married for about six months. We, the DSLR revolution had happened and now suddenly like you could get a really nice video camera that was like teeny tiny and would have like really nice lenses. And we were like, why don't we buy one of these things? And so we did all the research and we then were like, oh, we're poor college kids. We, we don't have, have the money. money. No. Like, we literally, we have like, we have like student debt and like, yeah. that's what we have to our names. And but we really thought if we buy it, we can, we can like, we turn, can, pay we it can like, yeah, we can pay it off by, by what? Like taking photos of people. Engagement photos. Engagement the photos. Initial, yeah. And I mean, maybe we're weddings. In, like, and we're like, Utah, we're like someday we'll engaged. do weddings. Like weddings became this like glorified, like that would be such an amazing thing to get into. And so we recklessly got on eBay, found a 7D, a, a Canon 7D with a 50 millimeter 1.8 lens. And charged it to a credit card. Charged the $1,300 
to a credit card, which is a lot of freaking money. A lot of money. I mean, that could have gone south and we would just not be where we are. And we had a $1,300 debt and we started to get our friends together to like photograph them to be like, this will be our portfolio. Um, I started learning like photography. Are we really not going to share how we actually paid it off? Well, (laughs) let's, you go ahead. What did we do? So we didn't make money off of portraits on month one, unsurprisingly. We did so much free work. Um, initially just building up a, it just sounds so funny to call it a portfolio, but that's what it was for what we were trying to do. Um, we, at the time you could, I don't know if this is still a thing. It shouldn't be if it is, you could donate and it's not donating cause you're paid plasma, which is a what? Derivative of your blood of some, it's a part of your blood. It's- right. But they put the blood back. Yeah, they so take it's some, out... like, nutrient-dense part or something. I don't know. It saves lives, I think, maybe. It definitely saves lives. Or maybe it doesn't, but you're paid, like, $40 per time, and you can do it t- twice, twice a week. week. So we were in there just donating all the 40 plasma. bucks a piece. At the time, I don't know that I have an autoimmune dis- yeah, disease. Heavens. So I'm just, like, Jeez. doing the worst thing for my body. Yeah. But paid off that camera. We definitely paid off that camera. And then we started actually shooting engagements somehow. Like it was yeah. first a friend and then it was like a friend of a friend. And then that November of 2011, we got our first wedding Yeah. in Salt Lake. And we shot a wedding in Salt Lake City over Thanksgiving break. And we made like $400 mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were feeling great. And then, and then we started, and then we started doing wedding packages where we will shoot your wedding and give you a wedding video. And an engagement video. And an engagement video, <laughs> all for like $750. Less. And it's like, we're, we're actually editing these videos. And that became the puzzle. Yeah. That became our little creative puzzle. Like, how are we going to make the engagements look good? How are we going to be photographers and videographers and edit these things? We started making beautiful wedding films. I learned so, like, really, truly built the foundation of what I know now. In, in, a, in yeah. that that was such a because wild izzy was less professionalized in video than i was like i had i had gone through and done a lot of professional video yeah. you hadn't like from since the springers and, and since Bootylicious. i mean that wasn't professional yeah no, i no, literally I mean, never you hadn't done anything since no. then and so this you really believe had to, it like, or not in. i wasn't selling izzy springer yeah believe it or not um so this was like your, I remember we showed up to like our first wedding on the East Coast. We were getting paid like $1,800 and we're like, dude, we can't mess this up. Like Izzy 12, 15, changed the shutter yeah. speed and she's like, what shutter speed? And I was like, what? And like, that, <laughs> that took me a good minute to oh, understand. Yeah. I was always a learner. Like learn, doing, yeah, not yeah, by exactly. like theory and like by like no, the, it, by the yeah. books. Yeah. And that, the 30 weddings that year force that like, because, and, force and with editing too because i couldn't edit all of them anymore and i i was working i was going to grad school suddenly mm-hmm. and working full-time and doing freelance stuff and i was like dude you have to take on these weddings so she would and and that again out of necessity and um, some healthy competition yeah yeah on your part geez <laughs> i think from there yeah. this we're kind of in our third phase yeah of professionalizing where it's like, okay, we we have the technical skills. And now we're like, we want to become better storytellers. We want to say something with our technical skills. And I think that's what Borders has been for me. I think that's what your YouTube channel has been for you. It's like, it's a platform to s- not just like make beautiful images. I think that's what we refined. 
I think it's like now, how do we tell, tell stories. stories? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's still so much I'm learning. I don't feel like I've mastered the craft or the storytelling or the business of it all. Um, but I will say like each and every one of those things has lent itself to succeeding in where I'm at, including mm-hmm. like the client interactions with yeah. wedding couples. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it really builds. And it's a, the core takeaway for me is this idea that like every path to where you want to be leads through the forbidden forest of where you don't want to be doing work that's just not fun but is the repetitive intense kind of non-sexy version of what you actually want to be doing and it's like that's that forbidden forest i call it forbidden forest because i like harry potter it's not that it's actually forbidden it's actually open to all but it 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 has a lot of lurking monsters in it and it you and it will destroy most people's will as they're wandering through it because it is so dire and so I tried to avoid that for so long yeah the idea that it sounds annoyingly simple that it was about making a large body of work just making over and over again making bad things or I don't know should we call them bad yeah I mean just like I mean in my case they were bad things (laughs) making bad things and then better things and better things and better things and better things that are still mediocre and just continuing to do that I found that so frustrating. I was definitely trying to find some like magic bullet solution, but it wasn't going to come. Yeah, you have to go. You have to yeah. wander through that forest among the the monsters. You seemed that more willing me. to do that. Um, I did just seem. I think I was more willing because my desire for that end goal was so insanely insatiable for animation and for videography. I would watch stuff whether it was an animation or a video that I loved and I would just I would feel like a raging dragon inside of me that was like I want that I want to be able to make that and yeah. so I worked really hard but I still had to go through that like I feel that at, now yeah I feel that now when I watch things movies even yeah but anything to do with filmmaking YouTube videos Vimeo staff picks like yeah I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody the other day and there was some like technique that I was like I will learn that. Yeah. Like I felt this like like need to learn it. Yeah. So I think that is another kind of big lesson here, which is like it wasn't just persistence, but it was also a an appetite to to like it's almost like an agitation to be like, why why does the some person with a camera, same camera I have, why are they able to do that and I'm not? Like they're they're holding the same tools. That sort of agitation provokes like inquiry looking at forums on the internet watching a bunch of stuff frame by frame like yeah that's for me that was another piece to this another like recipe another ingredient to this recipe and i agree with that i think though you just brought to mind something that is a piece of this that you had and i didn't you had a confidence that you could yeah that you could learn what they knew and i think that that is something with the forbidden forest where like people (laughs) who don't have that confidence, that's where they really stumble yeah. and and then don't try because yeah. there was something kind of like holding you throughout that, I, like guiding. I had, I, I was like going through the Forbidden Forest with like the invisibility cloak, meaning yeah. I could like slip through. Like I know I can do this. Yeah, because they're not going to see, the, yeah. the monsters can't claim me. I didn't have that initially. <laughs> yeah. I do now. 
now I know I've, I've proven to myself that it's taken like many times risking yeah. failure and then being like, oh, okay, yeah, I was able to. I learn. love how I just um, th- took the Harry Potter analogy one step further and you didn't even laugh. You were just like, yeah, the invisibility most cloak. Most of our conversation, it was genius, but it was not a laughing matter. It was not a laughing matter. Um, I can't. I, I don't know. Suggest. And that I don't know how, what to attribute the confidence to. Other than obviously there's my very strong belief that like because I'm a tall white guy, like society has kind of pushed me to feel Bowie that confidence. Yeah, yeah, like the, mm-hmm. every powerful person in the society yeah. is a tall white guy. And it's like, so I've growing up, you just have the model. You of saw like, that. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's that's who holds power. And you saw all the male filmmakers and directors. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. so I think that's that's probably a huge part of it. I think also though, like, um, growing up with parents who gave me this kind of unfettered uh, freedom to just roam and yeah. like it was also an empowering thing I think there's a lot of stuff outside of my oh totally way outside of my control that that contributed to that but looking yeah. at your trajectory as someone who didn't have that kind of initial inherent um, confidence but then superseded that in the name of of like going through and and making it work in spite of not having that confidence, I feel like is a way cooler story no. than like, no, no, meaning it's a way more, it's a way more instructive story than like, oh, <laughs> another like tall white guy who's, who was like given Knew he could everything do it and did. And did yeah. yeah. Like that's like the oldest story <laughs> you, in the book. That like, don't negate the amount of work you put into it. No, I'm not. It's, it's interesting talking about this. It brings to mind like several people that we know. Um, who have done creative things without the training that is said to be necessary to do it. Mm-hmm. We know painters who never went to art school, photographers who never studied photography. We we know, like, seriously, like, people who do stylists who never studied, like, design or yeah. interiors or anything. And it's, I think what's the biggest challenge about that because that was that was me one I had the imposter syndrome working against me which we already talked about but it was also that I had no example of someone doing it in the way I wanted wanted to do it I didn't want to talk gear and specs I didn't want to hyper focus or talk makeup like that was not just that I mean what I'm saying is like that was your other model is yeah I yeah I mean I never watched YouTube so I didn't have that necessarily but I think for me it was more like I don't see anyone doing video and doing video well who's not obsessed with all the numbers, obsessed with all the gear, obsessed with like not only like once I had gotten finally an understanding of aperture like and like and shutter speed and ISO, I still didn't want to understand it to the level or obsess over it to the level of my fellow like filmmaker friends. That was confusing for me to kind of figure out what kind of like person am I going to be in this industry and like can I can someone like me also make great things who doesn't who doesn't understand all of that yeah totally cool well what an interesting thing to reflect on all of this I feel I like it's it's fascinating to think through those times this like, like a when date. It worked. this was like a little date Chatting. next time let's have food so they can Ooh, listen to us chew chew noodles Let's not. Let's not do food. If you have an idea of what you think would be a fun thing, either about our personal experience or our kind of perspective on certain topics in this industry or or the craft or whatever, like 
let us know because we would love more topics that are interesting to talk about. But like, I know this is like therapeutic for me to just like to reflect on this stuff and, and solidify some of these thoughts. The zoom cut I could have done. Gross. Just zooming into you as you oh, were just spinning no. on that saying, I just know that this is really therapeutic for me talking about all of oh, these things. I could I'm just, just really see her doing it. I really it. like it and I really want to stay. It would have been good. It would have been so good. Okay. Anyway. Well, speaking of Zoom cut, there actually is a video version of this that some of you were watching on Patreon. True. Which is crazy. Is Thank does, you. Is, is, is <laughs> I like, don't want to talk she's about it. She's so like, she, I, her, she just turned red. <laughs> And her entire system got weird. And yeah. she is so nervous about this because she doesn't have this like obsessive confidence. Like, oh, I could do it. If I was starting a Patreon, I'd be like, yeah, people will help me. It's, it, it's people should. That's what I'm struggling with. Like, Not should. They will because you make cool stuff. No, it's and that's, and that's what's exciting. they should. I think I struggle with that. The weather. Yeah. Well, uh, all I'm saying is there is a video version of this podcast that we're recording right now available to those who are contributors on Patreon, um, which we will leave here in the show notes. The link for that, if you want to go support show is. Show notes. Yeah, I'm like a veteran Ooh. podcaster and there are show notes. Wowza. Yeah, it's like the link in the description. Okay, we're done. Thank you so much for listening. This is honestly like such a fun project for both Johnny and I, and we just wanted to find a way to be more accessible just in a different form yeah you can't uh, watch your videos while you're driving your car you shouldn't i think we should probably say like you know at the end of podcast they they'll like they always have these taglines like over all right out. guys keep on making and uh, we'll see you next week something o- like that over and out keep on keep up the great creativity and never let your guard down our our podcast name is the make stuff podcast so we could say this the, the make, make keep stuff, on the make stuff but the podcast Keep on the making make stuff, stuff podcasts or the keep on. You'll never, if you love what you do, you you'll it. keep the make stuff. If you love what you do, you never work a day in the make stuff. Perfect. <laughs> okay. That's it. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Make it. Just make stuff.